Welcome everyone. I'm Brandy Sargent with the Cell Culture Dish. Today I'm joined by Ken Chen, Senior Director and Head of the Wuxi Biologics Regulatory Affairs Unit. Ken has over 17 years experience in the biotherapeutics industry with a little over five of those while at Wuxi Biologics and another 10 years with varying CMC and quality duties at Amgen. Welcome, Ken. Thank you, Brandy, for having me. Ken, recently it was brought to my attention that Wuxi Biologics is publishing on a quarterly basis a summary of regulatory updates on new or revised guidance documents from the various global regulatory agencies. I perused your various updates on your company's website, and I found these to be a valuable resource for anybody in the biological drug development arena looking to stay current on continuous and vast number of updates and documents from all the agencies. What prompted you to undertake such an effort and to create these updates in the first place? We work with companies from around the globe in all facets of product discovery, development, and GMP manufacturing, and across the food drug development continuum from preclinical to commercialization. Due to the nature of the services we provide, uh, we need to provide an optimal regulatory CMC strategy, maintain a very high quality standard, and adhere to current GMPs and thus remain up to date with the relevant global regulatory expectations. We wanted to be proactive to minimize regulatory risk by identifying regulatory changes or new hurdles in advance. And so if needed, we would rapidly respond to perform gap analysis and formulate a strong risk mitigation strategy. That makes sense. So it appears having these updates is a win-win for both you and your clients. Absolutely, Brandy. Um, keep in mind the companies working with us are filing INDs and BLAs in various jurisdictions, and we provide results and documentation that will be a part of those filings. Thus, we do need to adhere to the quality and GMP standards required in those various geographic menus. Since we are such a large organization, and because we provide a one-stop, single-source development platform, and such a wide array of services, it became imperative that we develop internally a mechanism to keep our entire staff up to date with developing wide-ranging and rapidly evolving regulatory agencies' updates and expectations. So it fell to my team to assimilate and disseminate this information within Wuxi Biologics. I was wondering, aren't there resources out there already that can help with this? Yes, we actually use some of them to help put our updates together, but many are not organized by agency and topic and are not as wide-ranging from a global perspective as what we felt like we had to put together for our team. We thought the quarterly update as just the right size for our teams to digest and, if necessary, act on to stay current but not disrupt our normal daily operations. We thought perhaps offering the translations of relevant NMPA updates and documents would be unique. Many in our industry know you to have operations in China, Europe, and the United States. So are the updates just for those regions? No. We have helped our clients file INDs in many countries around the world, not just in the U.S., China, and countries currently and formerly governed by the European Medicines Agency, or EMA. Some of those other countries include uh, Australia, Korea, Singapore, and Japan. Thus, our updates had to review the regulatory requirements from those countries as well. 
We also review updates coming from Health Canada, ICH, WHO, and PICS, among others relevant to biological, therapeutics, and vaccine development. In addition, and as I just mentioned, since we have many English-speaking employees, we began translating the Chinese NMPA updates into English for their benefit. So if the updates started internally, what was the impetus to make these available to the greater industry? Many of the leaders at Wuxi Biologics came from drug development companies, both large and small, from around the globe. And many of us commented that it would have been nice before we started working for Wuxi Biologics to have a similar consolidated and comprehensive update. Although many larger companies have similar teams assembling this information, many smaller companies do not have the same resources. We thought that our update would be valuable for them, especially for those companies wishing to file in multiple jurisdictions. But as we previously discussed, we also provide a translated update of the new Chinese regulations. So we believe this task could be valuable to even large organizations looking to bring drugs into the Chinese marketplace. How have you seen these updates uh, provide the most benefit? Really, it is a means to start a dialogue internally on how a new update or guidance document will impact an organization. Also being alerted of new draft guidance, especially when a given agency wishes to receive comments from industry, is extremely useful. The more that we as an industry can provide feedback to regulatory agencies, the more effective the resulting guidance will be. I would like to add, we also use the information from the updates in our discussions and collaborations with our clients and partners to ensure we are all on the same page with global requirements. We are often consulted on how best to file the same product globally, that is in multiple jurisdictions, because we have done it many times for our clients and our unique understanding of China regulatory landscape is also highly beneficial. Does the newsletter have a specific focus or is it more broad in scope? It certainly was designed to be broad, covering all aspects of biotherapeutics and vaccine drug development. But given the recent impact of COVID-19 and Brexit, We also provide updates focused specifically to those timely topics. The idea is to keep our staff and industry informed of the many relevant regulation updates as they occur. There is so much information to keep track of. We felt the summary would be useful for specific topics as well. You just mentioned those specific topics, COVID-19 and Brexit. Why would you select those Clearly, as we all know, COVID-19 has made a worldwide impact and finding a vaccine and treatment is possibly issue number one for our industry at the moment. And regulatory agencies around the globe are continuously meeting and issuing updates and guidance for this initiative. We are just trying to do our part in helping where we can to keep people up to date. Brexit is more layer and its impact reaches beyond Europe while the EMA is being relocated and the UK breaks away from EMA oversight. This could impact regulatory issues, timing for drug approvals, 
and international relations as well. So we thought it would be good to provide a summary on this critical change. And are there any caveats to these updates? Yes, we really only capture those updates and guidance documents and regulations that we believe impact biotherapeutics and vaccines. And thus we typically do not address changes related to medical devices, diagnostics, or dose updates dealing solely with small molecule drugs. Also, these updates are meant as a tool and another resource for anyone hoping to stay current from a regulatory perspective and should not be construed as regulatory advice nor representing any regulatory agency. And as we cannot state the updates, we publish a truly comprehensive of all updates from the regulatory agency and that we do state the updates are for informational purposes only. In more of a legal speak, the content is provided as is without any warranty. That makes perfect sense. Just to confirm, how often is the newsletter published? At this time, we are publishing it quarterly. Where can people find the most recent update? It is located on our website, and we keep an archive of past updates as well. Uh, If you are willing to sign up, we'll send the new quarterly updates through email when it is available. Yes, that's great. I actually signed up and I get them quarterly and I really enjoy taking a look at them. I'll make sure in our show notes that we include a link so that people can easily get to uh, where they can see the most recent updates and also where they can sign up for getting the updates by email. I want to thank you, Ken. This was very informative and you provided really good insight into the challenge of staying current on regulatory changes and how Wuxi Biologics is working to help in this effort. It's great to have this resource available, and I really appreciate your time today. Thank you again. Thank you so much, Brandy, for having me on your podcast. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Cell Culture Dish podcast. To learn more about this and other stem cell and biomanufacturing related topics, please visit us at www.cellculturedish.com or for downstream biomanufacturing topics, www.downstreamcolumn.com.